Welcome everyone to Merrimack College. Merrimack finally returns home to Lala Rink as the Warriors get set to play the main Black Bears first of a two-game weekend series. Sean Leahy speaking with Merrimack head coach Scott Borick. And, uh, Scott, I guess the first observation is great to be home. Uh, Merrimack hasn't played since January 18th here, so uh, it should be fun to have the home crowd behind you. Yeah, I hope so. You know, it's funny. I, I hadn't uh, thought about that till today when we weren't running around on the road someplace or getting up in some hotel room uh, to get ready for the game. But uh, I think our players are excited to be back home. It's been a long, as you know, long, grueling few weeks here. Um, and being back at home is always a comfort place. And I think uh, if we can get the students behind us and get the fans behind us, that will be helpful. Well, let's take a look at last time out, if we could, Scott. 5 nothing loss uh, down at UConn. Uh, they got the early goal, uh, not even two minutes in. And then uh, in that second period, uh, you guys take a penalty. UConn able to capitalize on the power play. They wound up getting three in the second, and uh, they went on to the 5 nothing win. What were your thoughts on the game? Well, you know, I wasn't surprised by the way the game started, given the fact that they had played on Thursday and we hadn't played for two weeks. I thought that was a case of one team having the legs, the other team not really having their legs yet. Um, you know, they got the early goal, good for them. Uh, but I thought we played really well coming out of the gate in the second period. And I think our team kind of readjusted. You know, we obviously had a lot of things going on with the honoring Lance that night, uh, coming back for the first time in two weeks. Um, second period came out and I thought we played the way we can play we played really hard we had the puck a lot we got a lot of shots on net um, and then when they got the power play they just you know they scored quickly on it and it um, you know really took our momentum away I really think it deflated our spirit um, which is hard to do like we're not a team that scores easily so the other team scores the second goal uh, it's hard for our team to come back on it and uh, that's right really how I think it spun out a little out of control well, you know, you make a great point. I thought uh, you guys really took it to UConn for the first half of that period, but it, it, that one penalty just kind of shifted the momentum around, and, uh, you know, they were able to take advantage of it. Well, it's, you know, we, we don't score easily, as we know. That's one of our challenges right now is we, we are not a team that scores easy. So getting behind by two is a real problem, and um, particularly on the PK because, you know, our PK um, has been struggling a little bit, and we were trying to get it right. I think we have gotten it right a little bit, uh, and have them score the goal the way they did it was kind of easy and um we had coverage there but we didn't have sticks um and it was deflating i think both for the guys on the ice and for the guys on the bench and you know we weren't able to bounce back i mean they played pretty after from that point on i thought they really carried the play um they played uh, the hungrier more mature game uh, and we were a little light on our feet well, Scott, I thought one of the neat things, we talked about the tribute to Lance, the uniform numbers, uh, the uniform names on the back all uh, uh, honoring Lance, but uh, after the game, uh, I guess the Ryan Cook uh, gave the number two jersey with the Brady name on it to the Brady family, so uh, uh, really that was, that was a very nice gesture. Yeah, no, it's, um, it's really cool because it... it um and as we found out through the services and again on Tuesday at his funeral, um, being at Merrimack meant more to him than most people probably realized. And that, therefore, it meant more to his family than most people realized, and certainly more than I realized. And they really, um, it meant the world to them that he was here, and the dad was so proud and so happy that it happened, um, that he was really pleased with the jersey and really pleased with our team uh, effort to honor him. Uh, it was really a nice tribute, and our players' idea, our players executed it, um, and I think it was really a thoughtful thing to do, but it really meant the world to the Bradys. Well, Scott, one other observation about the game I noticed on Saturday. You guys only wound up with one power play. When you look back on that, uh, you know, that's not a real big sample size. So when you look on the, look at that on film, uh, how do you gauge how effective or ineffective the power play was with that small sample size? 
Well, one of the things, it's just like basketball when you when you hear people talk about we're not getting to the free throw line because no one's driving the hoop. Um, and that's a little bit in hockey. If you're not going to drive the net, you're not going to get a lot of power plays. And so, um, you know, our power play has not been as we would like it to be. Um, continues to try to be a work in progress and move us forward. You know, scoring goals is a challenge for us. The power play would be hopefully an area that we could you know, capitalize on. But those same players who are struggling five on five to school, just because they're on a power play doesn't mean they get a lot more confidence in their sticks. So um I thought against UConn, you know, average at best our power play. We didn't get really great zone time. We didn't get great looks. Um you know, hopefully we'll get a few more chances tonight. And that's not abnormal to get your first power play, which I believe for us is in the third period, um, and not to have it click. Um, I think if we could get one early and, and start uh, getting into that rhythm a little bit better, give you a better chance to be successful. Well, tonight, Scott, we're going to get a look at the main Black Bears. This is the tallest team in the country, and boy, do they play a physical style. They've had kind of an up-and-down year, win one, lose one as of late. But uh, what sticks out to you about the Black Bears? Well, it's interesting. Their size is obvious. Um, they're really built for the lawler, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember we, we played when I, last year at Providence. We played May in the first round of the playoffs, and it was a it was a war, you know. And I I think that they're the most physical team in our league. Uh, they play on the edge, you know. Every single one of their players will be on the edge. The goalie, if you're in front of him, he'll be whacking you. So. It's going to be a physical commitment, um, and that is not the game that our team has been successful in to this point. You know, I, I want us to be that kind of team. We're pushing to be that kind of team, uh, and we're making efforts on that. Um, but we haven't shown that we can be in those kind of fistfights to be successful. So, really, I'm, I'm curious because I think this is going to be the most physical team we play all year. Uh, then we'll play Lowell next week, who's probably the hottest team in the country right now, um, but also a physical team. And we're going to find out. You know, there's going to be some guys who are going to really need the answer to the bell here. And, you know, we talked about it yesterday as if, um, you know, we're playing the neighborhood bully. And if you back up, then he's just going to own our rank. Uh, if you stand up and punch back, uh, you give us a chance to be successful. So I'm going to look at our physicality really early in the game, and I think that will give a real indication of you know how this game's going to be played. Well, a couple of guys to watch out for on this main team offensively. Obviously, Chase Pearson, the Detroit uh, draftee, 15 goals. Fossey is having a great year with 24 points. So uh, Red Gendron can roll out a lot of weapons, can he? He can. Their top line, that was the top line last year, Trail Marks being the third player on it. That's a really good line. It's a really heavy line. They all have size. They all get over pucks. Um, and then Timmy Darty, who's another forward for them, who's been very, very successful the last couple of years. All of those players are problems uh, for us last year when we played them in the playoffs. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Robbins, also a Nashua kid who... Um, as a senior there this year, can really fly, puts a lot of heat on you on the power play, a lot of heat on your defense on the four check. Um, you know, those five guys can put up some numbers, but they're also very um, engaged physically. So we're going to have to defend them with our bodies, not with our sticks. Um, and we're going to need to finish them with our bodies, not with our sticks. So that will be our challenge because they, it's much more in, in, uh, in their DNA than ours. Uh, we're trying to get that out of our DNA, though. And uh, goaltending, Swayman has played virtually every minute in goal for Maine, uh, Scott, so he's been a real rock back there. He's outst- I think he's one of the best goalies in the league. He's extremely athletic, but... Uh you know, with goalies with that have that size or that athletic, sometimes you see them over move instead of just letting pucks hit them. Uh, Swayman is pretty compact. Like he's a goalie that 
know, he can stop a lot of pucks on any, any given night, and uh, he's very good athletically with his feet, so there's an area of the game where most goalies may be just average at. He's elite at it. Uh, so he's going to be one of the best goalies we've played all year. So we need to get second chances, second opportunities. It's a very hard team to do it against because they're so big in the back end that they deny that a lot. But uh, that's going to be our mission today is to get inside those defensemen. And uh, in terms of the lineup, Scott, uh, you do get Jordan Seifert back. Uh, he is listed as the extra forward tonight, so hopefully he'll be able to give you a boost. Yeah, he came back after uh, Tuesday's uh, you know day off that we took down the sandwich, and uh, he's looked good. You know, he's got to get himself in hockey shape, and that's why he's listed as a thirteenth forward. Um, I tried to put in the lineup today the, the as physical lineup as we have, and um, you know, I think that Jordan, even though he's undersized, uh, is a player who engages in that and, and will seek it out and not be not be deterred by it, um, and that's why we gave him that nod today. All right, Scott, uh, before I let you go, just a quick uh, note on uh, Merrimack alumni. Colin Dealey was here uh, this past week with the Chicago Blackhawks Merrimack alum. Uh, the, 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 uh, there was a big, big gathering for Colin after the game. A lot of people uh, got together with him. What does that mean to you and the program to see a guy that came through here have the success that Colin's having in the NHL right now? Well, it's great. Uh, it's great for people to see. You know, you don't have to go to uh, the, the maybe the branded schools to get to that point. You need to go to a school that's going to give you a chance to play. Uh, both Colin and Brett Cini had that opportunity here. They got to play a lot from the very, very beginning, uh, and that's how they developed their game to the point they're at right now. Um, what I'm pleased at, you know, mostly about those two players in particular, and Colin recently because he was here over the All Star break. Uh, what an unbelievable young man! Um, I looked out my office window, and he's out there skating with Curtis Carr's kids and he was here to get workouts and he was basically working, working them out so his heart's in the right place, he's a really good person uh, and Brett's been very loyal to the program uh, so it's great to see, I think that those the biggest thing, we, my takeaway is okay you can get to where they w- you want to be through Merrimack um, but then to see their connection to Merrimack remain so strong is really pleasant to see all right, Scott, uh, we want to thank you so much for your time. Best of luck tonight. Uh, two points on the line. Let's get it, and we'll talk to you tomorrow night. Thanks, John. Really appreciate it. All right, he's Scott Borick, the head coach of the Merrimack Warriors. Mike Macknick and I will return with the Dunkin' Donuts starting lineup next from Lotto Rink. You're listening to Merrimack Warrior Hockey on the Merrimack Radio Sports Network.